BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Shall I take your order, or do you need a minute? Yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah, now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, Sorry, I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. Newton Group Transfer. They are here to help you if you're stuck in a timeshare. These stories from people who have these timeshares and can't get out of them, they're shocking. These timeshare companies, not all of them, but so many, they get their hooks into you and you can't give them up. You can't give them up. Or they'll, they'll do things like they charge you thousands of dollars. One girl... She got past her timeshare when her mother passed away. She gets past the timeshare, doesn't want the timeshare, doesn't use the timeshare. They tell her she can get out of it for $4,000. She has to come up with a $4,000 check. This is not right. It's unjust. And Newton Group Transfers is here to help you. If you are in a timeshare and want out or know someone who is, call 888-845-3773. That's 888-84-JESSE or go to timesharejesse.com. Newton Group Transfer. They will help you out. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. It's Friday! It is 
Today's Friday on the Jesse Kelly Show. Maybe, don't tell me to tone it down, Chris. I'm excited. I can be excited about Friday. <laughs> it's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. 877-377-4373. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. I'm in an absurd good mood today. Why? I mean... Because of me. That's why. What, Chris? What? We have so many great emails today. We have a restaurant owner talking about beef prices. Maybe something you should pay attention to. I will get to that in a little bit. We have yet another complaint, an email complaint that I call Jewish producer Chris. Jewish producer Chris. Someone else is offended on his behalf. <laughs> we'll get to that in a few. We have someone wanting to know the real difference or divide between officers and enlisted guys in the military. In case you've ever been curious about that, I'll give you an honest answer on that in a bit. We have a couple people moving from communist states to free states. And should you always support your spouse in whatever their battle is? That's going to be a juicy one. That and much, much more coming up today on the world-famous Jesse Kelly Show. couple things. House cleaning items. We were supposed to have... The great Carol Roth, former investment banker, you know, Roth Effect podcast. She's like the smartest finance lady we've ever had on the show. We have her on all the time. I love Carol. We were supposed to have her on yesterday, and I teased her coming on yesterday. And then we called, and the phone systems went down. So we just kind of had to march on. Now, look, you didn't probably realize it because I'm so quick on my feet. What, Chris? I'm so quick on my feet and agile behind the microphone having done this for almost three years, that I don't miss a beat, really. However, if the phone systems hold up, we are going to have her on today in the final hour, and she's our only guest. I have too many questions to get to. Friday is too fun, and I wouldn't have even had her on unless she was fun. Carol's just a blast. And the big announcement. It will not be coming today. Well, I, I, you know what? Actually, I take that back. That's not fair. I don't know if it will be coming today. It may come by the end of the show. I'm waiting on a text message that says, okay, you can announce it. So that could come in the next three hours. I just don't know that, so I don't want to sit here and promise you, oh, in the second hour, I'm going to make the big announcement. And I do need to clarify something. I understand I can overplay some things on occasion. In all seriousness, this is a gigantic announcement. When I say I have a big announcement for the show, I'm not announcing that uh, we're, we're, we're extending the show by 15 minutes or uh, we're, we, have this, we have a new song we're going to play. When I say it's a big announcement, it's gigantic. It is very, very big. The, the kind of announce I'll put it to you this way. It's the best way I can describe it. It's the kind of announcement you might read about in the news before I get a chance to announce it. It's that kind of big. Clear enough? Now let's move on. Let's go back. Let's do a quick history story today, one that I've always found to be interesting. Let's talk about some dirty, disgusting communists. Specifically, Soviet communists. 
You know, because you listen to my show, you know about the Russian Revolution. 1917, revolution, the dirty communists throw out the czar, throw out the autocrat they'd had for so long, and they, they, they put in communism. Now, we haven't gone into this part of that much, but I think I need to clarify something. People simplify it, and I'm guilty of this too. You know, 1917, the communists took over Russia. And that's, that was just it. It was communist, been communist ever since until, until it all fell. You know, that kind of thing. That's not necessarily true. Now, yes, the communists took over. They threw out the czar. But it's not as if all of Russia wanted communism. Now, pretty much all of Russia, or at least most of it, they didn't want the czar anymore. Yeah, he sucks. Let's be honest. The king kind of sucks. But they weren't unified and, hey, let's be dirty, commie, filth. They just wanted something different. They wanted something different. So after they tossed the czar, Russia faced a brutal civil war, a brutal civil war to see who would eventually claim power. Now, uh, it's it's they fought the white army or the whites. The communists were the reds. They fought the whites. No, I don't think. They, actually, I take that back. They were in Russia. They may have all been actually been all white, Chris. But no, I don't know. I don't know their skin color. But that's not what they're referring to. It was just the red army versus the white army. And I need to clarify. It was touch and go. I mean, the white army could have won this thing a couple times. It was tough. But eventually, the communists prevail, and they prevail. In some part, because of the sailors in Kronstadt. I don't expect you to know where Kronstadt is. Please don't worry about it. I mean, you're welcome to look it up on a map if you're in a safe place to do so. It's an island. In It's basically an island in Finland, pretty much. It's right there. You'll see it. It's a tiny little island. And there's a naval base slash town called Kronstadt. Starts with a K if you're looking it up. K-R-O-N-S-T-A-D-T. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong because I'm not dirty communist scum. I'm just kidding. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong because I don't speak Russian and I don't frankly speak English that well. But that's what I call it is Kronstadt and that's what you're getting today. And there were... Well, here's the thing. In a civil war. Now, we saw it somewhat in our civil war. But remember, this was a civil war, the whites versus the reds. One thing you don't really consider, and I don't really consider because I never lived through one, and Lord willing, I will never live through one, is you have military units picking sides. Isn't that weird to think about if you take a step back and think about that? Because you don't picture it that way, right? Even in our Civil War, we don't really picture it that way. Is well, okay, it was the northern states versus the southern states. It was more like a regional thing. But in most Civil Wars, you have whole military units, not even branches, just units picking sides. Well, I'm, uh, I'm Colonel Kelly. I'm in charge of all the Marines in 29 Palms. You know... I actually really prefer this side over this side. So let's get all of our tanks and artillery and everything we need, and we're going to fight with these guys. But the next base over, like 50 miles away, well, I disagree. I I like the other guy more. I don't like your guy. We're going to take all our tanks and artillery, and we're going to go fight with this guy. You know, it's, it's weird to think of it that way, but that's what 
so much of the world has really become not really a politician, but a general or a colonel somewhere looking at his military unit and saying, boys, this is who we're fighting with. Grab your weapon. Let's go kill some people. Isn't that wild? Well, that's what they were going through here. And the guys in Kronstadt were dirty communists too. They fought against the whites. They were fighting on behalf of communism. And I'm going to refer to them as dirty communists and commie filth and murderous commie hordes and a bunch of things like I normally do today. However, we do have to be fair somewhat to these early communists. What, Chris? We can be fair to these early communists somewhat, and this is what I mean. Remember, you and I exist in the year 2021. We have the absurd benefit of looking back over a century of horrid massacres. These communists didn't have that luxury. What do I mean? I'll explain in a second. Jesse Kelly. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. Why don't you skip getting an Eden Pro Thunderstorm and get three of them? (laughs) You know I own three of these, right? I'm not making that up. I've told you a hundred times how that worked out. I bought one, and then my sons, my rotten sons... Came and stole it, and I decided, okay, I need another one. Wait a minute. This thing's incredible. I need two more, and I own three. Well, now there's a special deal this week for Jesse Kelly Show listeners. You can own three, too. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. That's EdenPureDeals.com. Use the code JESSE3. That's JESSE and the number 3 That'll save you $200. You can own three of them for under $200. EdenPureDeals.com. Jesse Kelly returns next. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Should you? Should you support your spouse no matter which battle they choose? That's going to be a spicy answer. We have a restaurant owner warning you and warning me about beef prices. People are moving across the country, considering moving across the country. Some guy... Some guy feels guilty about not having joined the military. I get this a lot from dudes who haven't joined. We're going to talk. We're going to have all these conversations today. It's going to be an awesome Ask Dr. Jesse Friday, which I knew you knew it would be because I'm here. Also, little house cleaning thing. Housekeeping thing, not house cleaning, Chris. I'm not a woman. (laughs) I'll quit. We can say offensive things. That's who we are. All right. Housekeeping. Monday is Memorial Day. I understand everybody in my industry takes that day off. 
totally fine. I understand you probably have that day off. Totally fine. I want you to understand I will be here. Unless, you know, get in a car wreck or something. Unless something happens, I'm going to be here in that show, in, in this chair. I'm going to do a show every year on Memorial Day because I feel obligated to do it. It is a different kind of a show that day. You'll still get a history story, but it's going to be a heavier, more somber show where we honor the fallen. We will honor the fallen that day. I have a few guests already lined up. They're going to tell stories about friends they've lost, people they admire. I have asked from you. Well, I've simply given you the opportunity. If you write me an email, jesse at jessekellyshow.com, jesse at jessekellyshow.com, and if you follow simple instructions and put Memorial Day in the subject line so we can separate it out. If you have the name of somebody who gave their life for this country, I will read the name on the air on national radio on Monday to honor them. I can't guarantee I'm going to be able to get to every story you write about them. You're welcome to put in a story. But if you give me a name, I will read the name on the air. Now, if you don't put Memorial Day in the subject line, it might get lost. We get way too much stuff. That's why I'm telling you, put Memorial Day in that subject line, and I will get to it. I will be in this chair doing a show Monday morning. Another thing on Memorial Day before I move on here. Two things, actually. One, it is not Veterans Day. It is not Police Officers Day, Firefighters Day. It's not First Responders Day. The ones who gave their life for this country deserve to have a day unwatered down by your politeness. So don't wish me a happy Memorial Day or any police officer or veteran or anything. It's not their day. It's not my day. The fallen deserve their own day. That's one. Two, don't listen to anybody who tells you, don't have a hot dog and beer on that day. No. The guys who died for this country... They would want you to have a hot dog and beer and enjoy your family. Just take a moment and remember them. Take a moment. Say a prayer for their families. Take a moment of silence. Explain to your kids what you're celebrating that day, and then go enjoy your daggone hot dogs and beer and pool and everything else. All right, that's enough of that. Now, why should you have at least a little understanding for the early commies as we talk about our story today. I'm talking about the early Soviets. Well, most of them early on who supported the communists, they were the peasants who were starving. They were the unions, the trade unions, who were also starving and out of work and everything was a disaster and... None of these people have the benefit of knowing what you know. That communism results in death and misery on a scale like nothing else. They didn't know that yet. It had never been tried. It had never been tried. So before you look down your nose at all these people, look, if you want to look down your nose at that murderous Antichrist Mao And people like that and Stalin, that's fine. By then they knew. It didn't take long to figure out, whoa, this does not work at all. But the very first people early on, I do have a little bit of mercy for them. Now, by 1920, 
the whites had been defeated. The white army had been defeated and the communists had taken over. Lenin and all of them. Lenin, Trotsky, these guys. And I know you're going to find this shocking, but it was a complete disaster. All the people who were starving before, looking for work before, they're twice as hungry now because now nothing works. Now the communists have taken over. The trains aren't working. Industry isn't working. Agriculture isn't working. The communists immediately nationalized everything, took over everything. The peasants, remember the peasants were the ones starving and they had been promised by the communists that they would things would even out and equal out. Now the peasants, they don't own a thing. Before they at least owned a little shanty somewhere, now the communists owned it all. And the peasants were, I know you're going to roll your eyes at this, shocked to find out the leaders of the communists, they were eating really well. And all of a sudden, they owned everything. It's almost like they just traded in one autocrat For another autocrat, you see, that's how it works every time, right? The peasants are horrified. They're shocked. They're angry. And what happens when people are starving and deprived of the things they want and or need? What happens every single time without exception, no matter what system of government it is? Well, let me ask you something. I hope you don't, but... Let's say you want drugs of some kind. Pick an illegal drug, something horrible. Let's say you want some meth. Please, please don't want meth. Don't do meth, by the way. But let's say you want some meth. Let's say I get off the radio today and I'm like, you know, I want to start a meth habit. That'll be fun. How long do you think it would take me to get my hands on some meth? Extremely illegal, right? How long do you think it would take me? You think it would even take me a day? Now, granted... Because I am who I am. I have some friends in low places. But Chris said 30 minutes. Yeah, how long? It would not take long, right? Drive over to the bad part of town with a 50 in your pocket. You're going to find some meth. Well, why? It's illegal. Because black markets pop up for things people want. Now, that's for a vice you don't need. Do you think black markets maybe pop up if you need food and can't find it? One thing you have to understand about all communist countries is black markets are everywhere immediately. I'm I'm a dad. I'm a a mom. My kid is looking at me and saying, Mommy, I'm starving. Uh, Are you going to find a way to get flour so you can make that kid some bread? You bet you are. So black markets pop up everywhere. They talked about a little later on in the Soviet Union. I told you this story before. You would simply shop at black markets as just a matter of – like you would go to the grocery store. They, they talked about women taking their kids back to school shopping, only not at the normal shops because there's nothing in there. They had massive underground black market shopping malls the size of football stadiums where you would just, okay, little Vlad and little – I don't know what they call little Russian women. Uh, you guys just throw on your coats because it's 90 below. We're going down to the black market for – we got to pick up some pencils and shoes and, and coats and things. like. It was just what you did. Oh, oh, we need – oh, we, we're out of pickles and ketchup. Come on, we got to go down to the black market and get some. Of course, the grocery store doesn't have any. It just became how you lived your life. Your entire life – Under communism, if you want to exist, your entire life becomes illegal. 
Who's been telling you you need to get comfortable becoming a rule breaker? Who's been telling you that for some time? That you're going to have to get comfortable being uncomfortable? Hang on to that for a moment. Wrap up our story next, and then we'll get to your Ask Dr. Jesse questions. And Carol Roth, final hour. Change yourself on your gear. I mean, I understand those of us who take self-defense seriously, we carry concealed, right? You and I, we carry concealed. And because you carry concealed, I have no doubt you know how to use your weapon safely. I know you know how to shoot your weapon. If I asked you to pull it out right now and hit some things for me, you could do it. Where did you get your holster? Where did you get your mag holder? Did you take all that time to learn how to use your weapon properly and then go just grab something off the shelf? Please tell me you didn't. Northwest Retention Systems is not only made in America, it's all custom made. Custom made. Go to nwretention.com. That's nwretention.com. Use the promo code JESSE at checkout. That gets you 10% off. Dr. All-Knowing Jesse, should your spouse's battles become yours? Ooh, that's going to be a heavy one. And somebody wants to move from his commie area, but he has heavy, heavy ties to it. What should he do? We have that. Beef prices are rising. We have all kinds of stuff today on the Jesse Kelly Show, 877 877- Three seven seven four three seven three Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Let's get back to our story because I'm going to try to wrap it up here because we have too much to get to on a blast of a day. Now, as I said, the communists won the revolution and then they won the civil war and immediately everything goes to crap. The country's just a disaster. Everyone's starving. The trains aren't running. Black markets pop up everywhere as we just talked about. But communists, I mean, again, America's communists are no different than communists have always been. Have you seen the system recently? Have you seen the system step up and say, man, you know what? We we really missed everything with this coronavirus stuff. These lockdowns were a mistake. We ruined the economy over nothing. I mean, look at Florida and Texas. They're doing fine with coronavirus. So clearly we were wrong. And hey, guess what, America? That's our fault. Have you seen the communists say that? Have you seen the communists say they lied about everything on January 6th? Have you seen the communists say they lied to all of America about police racism and police brutality? Have you seen anybody step up and say, whew, man, really missed the boat on that. There are no statistics that point to that. No, because communists don't do that. In Russia, they were no different. They don't see black markets pop up and say to themselves, oh, gosh, you know what? 
Our our policies are a disaster. Look at these black markets that pop up. We have got we've got to adjust some things so people don't need these black markets to eat. Communists don't do that. Communists simply ramp up enforcement because they can never be wrong. What do you know? Surprise, surprise, the communists back then decided to start using secret police to search everybody and arrest people and throw you in dungeons and pull your fingernails out in gulags until you admit where you bought flour from that morning. That's real. They would search you when you got off the train coming to town to make sure you weren't hiding a potato in your coat pocket. I'm not making that up. And if you did hide a potato, you're about to have a long night, Jack. On top of all this, the murders and the torture and the, the black markets and everything else. Look, it's just standard communism. A brutal winter hits. Now the people are not only starving, the people are freezing to death because they don't even have wood. They don't even have the system running well enough to get wood for the people to burn to keep warm in Russia. On top of that, they're watching the leaders of the Communist Party eat steaks, drink expensive wine around the fire. Remember, communists, communism's never for the communist. Not ever. Well, it's for you, the the peasants. It's never for the communists. And once again, the anger builds. But the communists, once again, don't go over to the mirror and look at it and say, wow, this is on me. Now they're really stomping out people. And they're stomping out people. Pay attention, Antifa. Pay attention, Black Lives Matter. Pay attention, feminists and gay rights groups and all the environmentalists and all the other groups. The communists start stomping out all the groups who supported their rise to power because those groups started rising up. The Mensheviks and the trade unions and other street activist groups, they started doing exactly what Antifa and BLM and the feminists are going to do when the communists finally take power here. They step up and say, whoa, You said you were going to make this better for women or the environment or black people or gay people. And you know what the communists did? Do you think the communists looked at their former supporters and said to themselves, Ooh, you know, you know, you were behind us the whole way. You were behind us the whole way. I think we'll change our ways. No, you know what the communists did? Well, let Yuri Bezmenov tell us. States, all these professors and all these beautiful civil rights defenders, they are instrumental in the process of the, of the uh, uh, subversion only to destabilize the nation. When their job is completed, they are, non, they are not needed anymore. They know too much. Some of them, when, when they get disillusioned, when they see that Marxist-Lenin has come to power, they, obviously they get offended. They think that they will come to power. That will never happen, of course. They will be lined up against the wall and shot. You are never coming to power, feminists. Black Lives Matter, Antifa, your stupid little environmentalism parade. You're never going to hold any power at all. Yuri Bezmenov, a KGB defector, told us back in 1984 exactly what's going to happen to you. The Soviets now, now they just flat out use the army against all their former supporters, slaughtering Mensheviks and trade union guys. 
Well, now let's go back to that island, that naval island of Kronstadt. Remember, the guys who had supported communists, those tough sailors out there had supported the communists? They start getting very, very unhappy. They start getting very demoralized. It's not as if they're rejecting communism, I have to say. They consider themselves to be warriors for communism. They're getting disgusted with how the communists they supported are running the country. What do they do? They join together and create a document and call for elections. The Communist Party sends out representatives to shut these sailors up. The sailors kidnap him, take over the island, and simply say, No, you will make these reforms now. We will have free elections now. Communists don't have free elections. What did you think you were supporting? When have you ever heard of communists having free elections? And when have you ever heard of communists facing down demands like this and backing off? Moscow, the communists, they don't back off. They immediately demand the release of the party members and accuse the sailors of being traitors. Accuse the sailors of, tell me if this sounds familiar at all. They accuse the sailors of being foreign agents traitors to just to justify using the military against them they go start rounding up their family members and throwing them in gulags then they send in the red army now this would be a pretty cool battle because again i said this is an island and it was but this is also a very cold part of the world all the water around it was frozen So they send up some 10,000-man Red Army to try to cross the ice and fight these sailors in this fort. Only these sailors in this fort are fighters and experienced fighters. They start fighting them off, and they're shooting artillery back at the communists, and it's blowing holes in the ice that the Red Army guys are falling through and dying in freezing water. It was just a a wild affair. They lost. The Red Army lost. They backed off. Well... Did the communists then go back home and say to themselves, you know, we lost that battle. We've clearly screwed some things up. Let's change our ways and make things more fair. Communists don't do that. It is not in their nature. The Kronstadt sailors called for the people now to rise up. We just defeated the communists in a big battle. Join us now to throw out these dirty, disgusting people like Lenin. You know what Lenin and the communists did? Hang on one second. I'll tell you and we'll finish up. Out. Catch up. JesseKellyShow.com. It's hard to quit dipping. I know it's hard to quit dipping. I've never come and sat in front of this microphone and said, I'll just quit. Well, why don't you just quit? It's easy. That, that's what people who've never done it say. When you have been dipping for years, like I did, it becomes. This is a terrible way to put it, I know. It becomes part of your life. It's part of your life. So you need help. 
That's hard for us to admit. I mean, you don't like to do that, right? I, I, I need some help. You need help. Jake's Mint Chew is right here. They have 11 different flavors of Long Cut, four different flavors of the CBD pouches, which I would highly recommend. But go, your help is right there, tobacco-free and nicotine-free. Go to jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. Use the promo code JESSE at checkout for 20% off. Famous Jesse Kelly Show, 877-377-4373, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Remember, somebody's all in on balkanization, wants to know about the cost of living, though, not seeing the same salary in Florida that he's seeing in New York. What do do I have to say about it? Well, I have a lot to say about it. I've made these moves before. Both ways, and I will explain what you're facing. And guess what? It's good news. Remember, we also have an email. Somebody is extremely offended that I am calling Jewish producer Chris, Jewish producer Chris, and it's time to put a stop to it. (laughs) Gosh, man, are you listening to the wrong radio show if you listen and you're sensitive? (laughs) All right, back to our story here. The Red Army had been defeated once. The naval base at Kronstadt, they were calling for the people to rise up. Lenin and the communists, they figured out what to do. They figured out, look, these people aren't rising up with any actual thought. They don't have any thought or ambition for some sort of, some form of government. Why don't we just hand them a little food? They start handing out food, and the people back off immediately and stop rising up. The sailors at Kronstadt were so bitter. They wrote about it. They were so bitter. I I, I I have this quote a little off, but it's going to be pretty close. He said, the people of this country were just bought off for a pound of meat. Disgusted. The Red Army now gathers 30,000 people, comes back in force, They break through. They crush the rebellion. In case you're wondering what happened to the sailors, a lot of them actually escaped to Finland. A lot of them didn't escape to Finland. The ones who didn't escape to Finland, well, communists are going to do communist things. They were either thrown in the gulags or they were lined up in mass and shot. About 2,000 of them were simply lined up and shot in the head right away. I want to caution you on something before we go into our Ask Dr. Jesse Friday questions, and it's going to be a fun day, and we have all this cool stuff going on. In the struggles to come, uh, you know how deep doo-doo we're in, and you know that we have a mountain to climb as far as overcoming this, but we're not going to stop. We're not going to back off. We're going to keep going. We're going to take the fight to the commies. In the struggles to come, the people around you 
people you think should be with you, people you have trusted in the past, people around you are going to disappoint you time and time again because they're not as committed as you are because a lot of people don't really believe in liberty or being anti-communist or things like that. They believe in being comfortable. And the system, the system isn't stupid. The system knows if we just hand out a little temporary comfort, the anger will die down. They know that. They know it well. I want to caution you against feeling super low when that happens. And the reason I'm cautioning you against it is I have gone through this a million times in my life already. From when I was running for office to to now doing what I do, you have this this group of people and you're like, they're going to be with me. And then they just absolutely slam a torpedo into your sides. No, I'm not talking about a personal story right now. No, don't worry. I haven't been wronged, you know, recently or something like that. I'm not pouring my heart out to you. I just, I saw there's another conservative writer out there and I'm not inviting him on. So I don't want to blast him by name, but there's a writer out there. I call him conservative, a writer out there on the right who people read forever and admired a great deal. And he has since gone, I mean, full out anti-right. Everything the right does is stupid. Everything the left does isn't that bad. And what I see all the time is people on the right lamenting this person. What happened to you? Saying things like that. How could you be like this? I used to admire you. Let him go. He's gone. Don't let the fact that a pound of bread, a pound of meat made him switch sides. Don't let that destroy your contentment. He's not going to be the last one. Remember, the system the system is powerful. The system has the ability to point to anybody it wants and say, your life is about to be more comfortable and nice. And the system has the power to point to anybody it wants and say, I'm going to destroy you. That's why you call it the system. That's why you don't let the communists take over every single cultural institution because then you end up where we are now. Well, that's where we are. I just want to prepare you for where we're coming. I can picture the look on those sailors' faces when they find out the people didn't rise up. They simply got some meat and went home happy. How crushed they must have been and how doomed they must have felt. Wait a minute. They didn't rise up. Now we're doomed. Don't let that feeling hit you. It's going to happen again. Let's get to some fun questions now on The Jesse Kelly Show. Hey, Dad, your prescription will be ready in just a minute. Hey, Dad, your laundry will be ready in just a minute. Dad, your lunch will be ready in just a minute. Hey, honey, why don't you take a minute? When you help care for a loved one, you give them as much time as you can, making sure they're safe and comfortable. But it's just as important that you take some time for yourself. 
At AARP, we can help with information and useful tips on how you can maintain a healthy life balance, care for your own physical and mental well-being, and manage the challenges of caring for a loved one. Because the better care you take of yourself, the better care you can provide for your loved one. Thanks, Dad. Thank you. You're there for them. We're here for you. Find free care guides to support you and your loved one at aarp.org slash caregiving. That's aarp.org slash caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, 877-377-4373, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. If you miss any part of our show, any part of our show, the whole thing is available on podcast, on iHeart, on Google, on Spotify, and it's available on iTunes. On iTunes, leave a five-star rating and leave a review Talking specifically, what, Chris? Talking specifically about how handsome I am. It makes me laugh. It's absurdly arrogant. It annoys management to no end that we have a radio show with reviews discussing my looks instead of the content of the show. (laughs) Anyway, keep that up. It's time to have a lot of fun on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Buckle up. Let's roll. Jesse Kelly Show. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. It is an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday today. Gosh, it's going to be fun. Remember, we have Carol Roth coming up in the last hour. I'm going to get the whole skinny on people making money and then losing money and things like that on Bitcoin. And what's this other one, Chris? Doge? Dogcoin? Doge? What is it, Chris? Dogecoin. Don't cover up your head as if I'm supposed to know. I don't can't keep up with all these invented currencies out there. And you know what's going to happen? Now that I mentioned it, there's going to be some rabid Bitcoiner who's going to email the show 19,000 pages about why Bitcoin is the best. Dude, I'm sure it is. I'm not ripping on it. I just don't understand it at all. I have a hard enough time understanding very basic concepts. I definitely don't get cryptocurrency. What, Chris? Oh, Chris said things like hurricanes. Get serious. 
Chris is mentioning a story of mine where I went and got nachos during a hurricane. That was a long time ago, and I was starving, okay? And I only lost some of them due to some unforeseen wind on the way back. I will explain. You know what? Remind me. I'll tell you the nacho hurricane story in about an hour from now since Chris brought it up. Gosh. Let's get to some Ask Dr. Jesse questions. Dear Dr. Jesse, as a restaurant owner, my beef prices have gone through the roof. While doing some reading this morning about the industry, I stumbled upon a few commie articles. It's clear to me they are using a new tactic to cut down on beef consumption. They are starting with food publications. Three major foodie sites, including the most popular, have announced they will no longer be publishing recipes containing beef in the USA. Now I'm seeing woke menus at restaurants are on the rise. This is straight out of their social justice playbook, and we need to pound it out before it takes hold and spreads. My question, handsome friend, is how? <laughs> and he says I can read his name. His name's Justin in Akron. What do I tell you about the system all the time? The system takes care of its own. And what I mean by that, this is a perfect, perfect way for me to explain it. This is the perfect example. Beef prices are on the rise. Beef prices are on the rise because of disastrous government policies, mainly during COVID. But because of disastrous government policies, Beef prices are on the rise. Fuel prices go into that too. Uh, 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 Factories that process beef and chicken shutting down. But either way, understand this. When they talk about a chicken shortage and beef prices on the rise, you've probably seen it at at your local fast food joint. It's all over down here. Chicken may not be available, that kind of thing. When you see those things on the rise, you need to understand it is 100% the government's fault those things are on the rise. And don't you dare email me or call me and say, it was coronavirus. Coronavirus didn't shut down a single shop, a single restaurant. Coronavirus didn't shut down a single factory. Coronavirus didn't cost a single person their job. The coronavirus response did that. We had choices. We chose to run home hide under our beds, and listen to some idiot doctor on TV who told you if you go outside, everyone's going to die. Put a mask on your face. Oh, my gosh, drown yourself in hand sanitizer. The coronavirus response did these things. So because of that, we now have prices everywhere on the rise. And inflation. Oh, wow. It turns out you can't can't just print money. I thought we could print money by the trillion and it would all be fine. Whoa, there's inflation now? The dollar? The dollar's worth less than it was? That's weird. Anyway, besides my point, the system takes care of its own. The system knows it's the system's fault that beef prices are on the rise and chicken prices are on the rise and so on and so forth. But what did we just talk about with our communist story? How many different points in that communist story did I have to say something like, did the communists apologize? Did the communists take it back? Did the communists admit they were wrong? The system is not going to step up and say, oh, what is with these beef prices? Oh, man. 
Uh, that's probably on us. Oh, I screwed up. I screwed up big time. That's on us. We screwed up. It's our fault. We're going to do what we can to make sure we we fix this screw-up. You know, we spilled the milk. We're going to fix it, America. Don't you worry. The system doesn't do that. So the system, I mean, part of the reason I call it the system is because it goes way beyond the government. It's way beyond the entire Democratic Party, half the Republican Party, and the entire bureaucracy. The media, corporations, colleges, athletes, actors, they're all part of it. They all spread the same message all the time. The system protects its own. If the system has screwed up to the point there's going to be a shortage of beef in America, the system is not going to admit to you that's on them. The system is just going to say, why aren't you a vegan? Everyone's a vegan. This actor, you know what, very quickly here, mark my words. Chris, mark this down. Mark my words right now. Very shortly, you're going to start seeing little Instagram videos and things like that from athletes and actors telling you how they've gone vegan and why they've gone vegan and why are you still eating beef. Beef is actually bad for you. Beef is harmful for the environment. Beef is this. Beef is that. You're going to start seeing that very, very quickly because different parts of the system will join together to defend the system from the system's mistakes. It's going to go well beyond your foodie magazines talking about, wow, you need to no more meat. The system's doing that for a reason, and it's not because they give a crap if you go vegan or not. The system protects its own. The system screwed up. The system will now defend itself until the end. That's how systems work. And you're going to see a lot more of it. Make sure you mark down that down, Chris, because as soon as the next actor or athlete comes out with an Instagram video talking about why they went vegan, just out of the blue, it's going to come out of the blue, right? We're going to play this like nine times during the show that day, and I'll be calling myself Jesse the Oracle Kelly all day. What, Chris? It's going to be such a fun day. (laughs) Speaking of Chris, let's let's get out in front of this controversy right now. Hi, Jesse. It makes my stomach turn every time you call Jewish producer Chris Jewish producer Chris. If he was Catholic or Scottish, would you call him Catholic producer Chris? I am sure it hurts him and his family when you identify him by his religion. It is insensitive. I am sure you don't mean to be hurtful, but believe me, it's hurtful to a lot of Jews listening to your show. All right, let's, let's just address a couple things here on your complaints. Let's start from the back. It is insensitive. I am insensitive. I am not your mommy. I'm your daddy. All right, if you are a sensitive person, you're not going to exist very long here. This is a show for adults. Actually, I take that back as a family-friendly show. This is a show for people who have thick skin and like to laugh. If you're sensitive about me calling Jewish producer Chris, Jewish producer Chris, Gosh, do you need to turn off the radio right now because it's not going to get any better and I'm never going to change. That's one. I'm an insensitive jerk and have never pretended to be otherwise. I'm a 
horrible person, a sociopath. Two, let's address something else. A lot of Jews listening to the show are going to find it hurtful. Okay, let's talk about that. Hang on. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. Like a stain on your brain, you can't get out. Now is the time for a deal. This week and this week only. And that means, I don't know if you've seen your watch yet, today's Friday. That means today is the last day you can save $200 on an Eden Pure Thunderstorm, the greatest air purifier ever. This thing, it it kills viruses and bacteria. It's taking care of my allergies. Mold, mildew, it kills and prevents the spread of it. This thing will make your home smell like new. And now you can buy three of them for under 200 bucks. That is a massive savings, but it's only this week. You have to go to EdenPureDeals.com. That's EdenPureDeals.com. Use the code JESSE3. That's Jesse and the number three. That's what will save you $200, but it has to happen today. EdenPureDeals.com, code Jesse3. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, 877-377-4373, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Back to our offensive email before I get to the other one. Somebody's been offended because I called Jewish producer Chris, Jewish producer Chris. He also says, I'm sure you don't mean to be hurtful, but believe me, it's hurtful to a lot of Jews listening to your show. No, it's not. Um, Jewish people are Jewish people by choice, and they're proud of it. Would I be offended if you called me Christian Jesse Kelly? Uh, No, that's a choice I made. (laughs) If you're not proud of it, if that offends you, that's your problem. But back to the beginning of it, if I had a producer who was Catholic or Scottish, I wouldn't call him Catholic producer, Chris. Yes, I would. I absolutely would. If you're somebody I like, I'm a dude. I'm not a chick. If you're somebody I like, I'm going to give you crap about whatever you are, whether you're Jewish, Catholic, Christian, black, white, Mexican, Asian, whatever the case may be. And I do that because I'm a dude and that's what dudes do. If I'm around you and I'm not giving you crap about whatever you are, you know, I don't like you or I don't know you. Let me just go ahead and give that away. Also, I'm never going to change ever. I don't care that it's offensive. It means absolutely nothing to me. If you're the sensitive type, turn off the radio show. And even with my big announcement coming up, it still ain't going to change. I'm going to be me until the day they turn off the microphone. Dear officer-hating oracle, I heard your dig on officers during yesterday's show. Oh, that reminds me. I need to say this once again because it's important to me. On Monday, virtually everyone else in my business will take it off. I will be here 
because it's just because I feel obligated to do a show on Memorial Day. I will do a show every single Memorial Day. I feel it is necessary to do a show that honors the fallen. For you regular listeners, it's going to be a bit heavier and more somber than the show normally is. Just out of respect for the day. You know, it just, it, it should be. If you have somebody who has died for this country, email me in to jesse at jessekellyshow.com, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Email me their name. You're welcome to put their rank. I would recommend it. Name and rank. And I will read the name on the air as long as the email has the subject line Memorial Day. Do not forget that part. If you do forget that part and it doesn't get read, that's your fault for not following simple instructions. It's just going to get lost. We get way too much stuff. Subject line Memorial Day. Email me the name. I will read it so we can honor these legends. And again, it's Memorial Day. It's not Veterans Day. It's not Police Officers Day, Firefighters Day, or First Responders Day. You can't thank a single person on Monday because they're all dead. The day Monday's about, they're dead. They're gone. That's our day to honor them. All right, back to the email. Dear Officer Hating Oracle, I heard your dig on officers during yesterday's show, and it sparked my curiosity about the rank dynamics in the military. I recently graduated college with a few ROTC guys who were minted as officers coming out of school. Was it your general sense that these guys didn't truly earn their rank and were some soft, bookish Ivy Leaguers, or is it something else? He said, I can use his name. His name's Jack from Chicago. Well, one, let's get one thing out of the way right away. There is always, in every single walk of life, military or not, there's always a bit of a divide between the highly educated and the not highly educated. I, you know I'm a bad person anyway. I have that anyway. I don't have this deep love for college people because I'm an idiot. And you know that. I, I, I joke all the time. I have almost, I don't even have three years of community college credits. And so many of the college educated people I knew and know are morons. They're just morons. But setting, setting my own personal bias aside, there's always that divide. The, the, the college-educated guy looks at the blue-collar guy. These, these are generalities, but looks at the blue-collar guy and thinks, okay, kind of an uneducated rube, unsophisticated. The blue-collar guy looks at the college-educated guy and says, some snobby, pinky-out dork who doesn't know how the real world works. So military or no military, there's always that divide in every society. That's just the norm. As far as the military goes, in case you're unaware, let me break this down very simply for people because I understand it's not – everyone doesn't know this. There's the enlisted ranks and the officer ranks. If you're enlisted, that means you're not an officer, and you can can get vaulted up the ranks there. You can have a high, high uh, rank in enlisted men, but even the lowest rank – lowest ranking officer – who that's the college educated college educated guy even the lowest ranking officer is technically in charge of the highest ranking enlisted man you can have some sergeant major who's been in for 30 years chest full of medals and you can have some second lieutenant fresh out of school you know 22 years old that lieutenant's technically in charge of that sergeant major 
That sergeant major does have to call him sir and salute him and things like that. Now, I will tell you, I can't speak for the non-grunt ranks. In the grunt ranks, that second lieutenant ain't in charge of that sergeant major. And he better be real careful how he talks. But, But in general, that's it. So that alone creates more animosity. And on the lower ranks, like, uh, I ended up achieving the rank of corporal. Now, technically, they say sergeant because they promoted me to sergeant after I got out. I wasn't out, but I was out. It's a long story. But I, So I guess technically I'm a sergeant, but I was never a sergeant when I was in. I was a corporal. And what would happen was you would be a corporal and you would have an officer – Come fresh out of college. He's not spent any time in the fleet Marine Corps. You've been in for two, three years going through it, learning your craft, and he would be in charge of you. Most officers in my time were detested by enlisted men because they were completely not self-aware at all, stepped in as morons and thought they were in charge and thought they knew everything and didn't show any humility at all. However, I will clarify this. A good officer is exactly like a good doctor or an officer is is just like a doctor and just like a teacher. Many of them, the majority of them are completely mediocre and virtually useless. But it only takes one good one, one good one to change your life. Almost all of mine were useless, arrogant dorks who didn't have a clue what they were doing just because they didn't have the experience. And what's worse is they thought they knew what they were doing. But I had, I had a couple. I had the privilege of being with a couple. That guy could tell me right now at the age of almost 40 to go lay down in traffic, and I would do it. You know why? Because he'd be laying down in traffic right next to me. There are legendary officers out there who lead from the front and know how to lead men. But that, in general, is the divide. The divide is the officer's in charge. That's not a big deal. You're used to people being in charge, but the officer doesn't know how to lead. However, that's not unique to the military. There aren't many people who know how to lead. There aren't many leaders out there. Shoot, you don't want too many leaders out there. Otherwise, you have nothing but leaders and nobody to follow along. What's that saying? Too many chiefs, not enough Indians? But it's not as if you put some military officer status on someone and they all of a sudden know how to lead. People don't know how to lead. If you're an officer, you eat last. If you're an officer, you dig a fighting hole right beside your men. You don't stand there while they dig it. If you're an officer and you tell them to charge up the hill, you're the first one in line, Jack. That's leadership. All right. Let's answer this supporting your spouse no matter what question. This is going to be spicy. Hang on. Jake's Mint Chew is your route to freedom from dipping and smoking. And I'll be honest. Now, obviously, I know that it helps you quit dipping because that's what I did. I didn't see in the beginning how it would help people quit smoking, but apparently the CBD pouches are helping people all across America. It's helping smokers quit. It's when you're sitting in your house and you want to go out for a cigarette. 
People were throwing in one of the CBD pouches. When you're sitting at work and maybe it was lunchtime, I think I'll have a cigarette before I go back in. Throw in one of the CBD pouches. Jake's Mint Chew is helping people quit. Tobacco-free, nicotine-free, it's even sugar-free. It's right here for you, and I have a deal. If you go to jakesmintchew.com, that's jakesmintchew.com, and you use the promo code JESSE, that gets you 20% off. You said you wanted to know how to get Capone. Do you really want to get him? You see what I'm saying? What are you prepared to do? Everything within the law. And then what are you prepared to do? If you open the ball on these people, Mr. Nash, you must be prepared to go all the way. Because they won't give up the fight until one of you is dead. I want to get Capone. I don't know how to get him. You want to get Capone? Here's how you get him. He pulls a knife, you pull a gun. He sends one of yours to the hospital, you send one of his to the morgue. That's the Chicago way. (laughs) It is the Jesse Kelly Show. That's such a great line from the movie Untouchables. If you're asking yourself right now, man, he must be going somewhere with this. Where's he going somewhere? I'm not going anywhere with it whatsoever. I have no plan for that. It's just really cool. Rest in peace to the legendary Sean Connery. I do, I do understand. Yes, he's dead, Chris. Good grief. I think he died like last year, but he lived into his 90s. Now, I've never seen it. I've been told, I think he did an interview with Barbara Walters or somebody. I've been told there's an interview Conry did out there where he talks about how it's okay to slap your wife or slap your woman or something like that. Is that right? I, th- I think that question's right. We'll actually look that up for you. So... Maybe not the best guy. Maybe not the best guy in the world. I think we'd probably agree. But still a great actor. Great actor. Legendary. All right. Dr. All-Knowing Jesse. Should your spouse's battles become yours? I'm not referring to personal struggles such as addiction. I mean battle with other people, comma, companies, etc. <sighs> To a point. To a point. Remember, it's Ask Dr. Jesse Friday, by the way. 877-377-4373. Jesse at jessikellyshow.com. She specifically said spouses battles. Let me rewind this for a second. Fellas, if you're dating a woman who is whose mouth is constantly writing checks that you're, that your butt has to cash, you need to walk away, buddy. You need to walk away. We've all been there. We, she's a little hot-headed. You take her out for you go bowling, shoot some pool, drink, and sooner or later she's got you in a fight with three guys. Yes, you have an obligation to have that fight. No, you don't have an obligation to take her out again. She's got to learn to control herself. So let's just address that part and set it aside. But should your spouse's battles become your battles? When I say to a point, this is what I mean. This is what I mean. If I come home, you remember I got really mad at Disney. 
that really, really mattered to Disney. And look, it's because of all their, you know, horribly racist training they're putting their employees through, they got in trouble for it and whatnot. If I come home and I say, hey, I just want to make sure we're not still, we're not still giving Disney any money here, right? And it was, well, yeah, we actually had uh, the, the TV show, Disney Plus. We actually had the TV show Disney Plus. It's like a Netflix version. I guess the kids, like the superhero stuff on there and whatnot. And I simply said, okay, well, we need to cancel it. Well, why? The kids love it. And I explained what had happened. That's something she needs to be on board with me with, period. That's something that means something. And, of course, she was. She canceled it right that second, whatnot. Yeah, it sucked. The kids were like, wait, what are you doing? And I simply explained to them what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. And as long as you're, I was honest and upfront with them, they're, I mean, they're big boys. They know, they're, oh, okay, I get it. Cancel it. I'll make do with something else. Fine. So that's one thing. But people have different tempers and people have different time. And what do I mean by that? Let's say, let's say my wife stays at home and she gets super mad about some local company that uh, ran another company of her, uh, a friend of hers out of business. And she's really mad about it. Honey, I'm going to go make a sign and stand out in front of their business and tell nobody to shop there. And, and you're coming with me. Well, no, I'm not. Okay, because one, I have to work. I don't have the time. Two, you're not signing me up for that crap. You're not signing me up for that crap. Not every battle has to be mine. Now, you don't have to necessarily pull your husband back from that battle he's in with a friend. But you can offer advice and you can not join in with it. You know, you see it all the time. I see it in my neighborhood. You probably do, too. Uh, our neighborhood is, like I said, it's very close. But when you have that many people that close, there are inevitable, inevitably going to be spats between this person and that person. And these little stupid, like, click things pop up. And as you may imagine, I don't get involved in any of that. The second any of that pops up, I just walk away. I'm, just, I'm not in high school. Goodbye. I'm, I'll, go, I'll go home and drink bourbon by myself and watch World War I documentaries. I'm perfectly happy doing that. So, but they even have, uh, they even have uh, Facebook groups. You know, this, this, these, these, these moms of this. And inevitably, somebody will get in a public match with another person. And then you will see the spouses jump in too. Uh, don't talk to her that way. Does a single person in the world look at that petty garbage and say to themselves, man, Everyone involved in this looks really, really good, including the spouses. Nobody says that. You will never see that out of me ever. No, you don't have some responsibility to dive in on your spouse's behalf on battles like that. However, however, I will say this. You should probably help them cover up crimes. What, Chris? Can we not be honest about that? What, what do I mean by that? What if what if your husband now I hope you don't have a husband like this, please. Don't don't steal. We're doing that. What if your husband has a shoplifting problem? I mean, I, I would feel for any lady who had to go through that, but what if he did? What if he had a shoplifting problem? Every time you guys went out, oh let's stop in uh let's stop at a local gas station, get some beer, some slim gyms and stuff like that. 
I'm going to make sure I get Jesse's special. I'm going to go over to the nacho machine and pour hot Cheetos in the tray, and I'm going to pour the nacho cheese on it. Don't shake your head until you've tried it, Chris. Don't shake your head until you've tried it. Anyway, but you get to the car every time, and he's like, hey, honey, check out what I got. And he pulls a candy bar out of his pocket. You're like, did you pay for that? No, I stole it. If the convenience store owner comes out and knocks on the window and says, did you steal this? I know you're going to yell at me for this. I know you're going to say I'm wrong. I think you have to stand with your spouse on that one. Nope. Didn't see it. That doesn't mean you don't chew them out and you're an idiot and you're going to get us arrested and stop doing this. That if when it comes to in front of other people in situations like that, in my opinion, you got to go to bat for them. You got to go to bat for them. That got heavy fast, didn't it, Chris? Ooh, here we go. I know a lot of you are going through this. Dr. Jesse, sir, don't call me sir. I work for a living. All right, now quit, quit. So that was just one more officer dig. I won't take any more shots at officers for the rest of the day on my life. Sir, my family and I live in a high-taxed northeastern state, which was under lockdown for well over a year. Schools closed, businesses shuttered. My family has been here since before the Civil War. My wife's family has been here in a contiguous state since the 1890s. We are debating whether to eventually leave for a state with more freedom and opportunity for our children. Oh, sorry, where we have common values. (laughs) Let me try that again. We are debating whether to eventually leave for a state with more freedom and opportunity for our children where we have common values. We do not believe we can convince our extended families to join. Do we leave and be far away from extended family or stay and make the best of it? Curious your perspective. I have a perspective on this. It will be absurdly offensive, but I'm going to give it to you right between the eyes. You ready? Hang on. to the Jesse Kelly show. How cool is your holster? And was your holster custom made? I'm not pointing fingers, not judging. I'm just asking because my holster, you know, those join or die flags from the American revolution with the snake that's divided up on it. Yeah. My holster has those flags all over it. At Northwest Retention Systems, they have 1776 holsters. They even have Donald Trump holsters if you want. And if you're a dude and you wear button-up shirts of any kind, please go check out their Scout Chest holster. It's their best seller. And this thing, it really is exactly what you need if you're a button-up shirt guy. Go to nwretention.com. That's nwretention.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE when you get there. That gets you 10% off. Oh, 
Hey, how you oh doing? Oh my God, Murphy, you how are you doing? such a You're having you fun are... with your family? In the meantime, you're having uh, all kind of other bullshit. Uh, no, no, I'm not drunk, as a matter of fact. Can you put your mask on? You can go yourself. How's that? Wait, I don't need a mask on. You know why I don't need a mask? Because there ain't nothing like wrong with me. I like your Trump phone. You're right. Guess you who Trump likes? He likes my dad. Yeah, yeah, he do no, he doesn't like your oh, phone. He Thank you. Thank you. You know what? You Come on. That was our lovely ladies from New Jersey spotting their governor, Phil Murphy, out to dinner after he'd locked down the state. Gosh, I love New Jersey. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, 877-377-4373. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Reminder, Monday is Memorial Day. We'll be doing a Memorial Day show. It will be a heavy show. It will be honoring the fallen. If you write me an email, subject line Memorial Day, with the name of somebody you want honored who has died for this country, we will honor them on that day. I asked Jewish producer Chris about the Sean Connery bit that I had heard was out there. I'd never seen it. Apparently, he t- is it Barbara Walters he's talking to, Chris? I think it's Barbara Walters. Apparently, the guy's talking about hitting a woman. To explain. Please play this, Chris. You did an interview in which you said... It's not the worst thing to slap a woman now and then. As I remember, you said you don't do it with a clenched fist. It's better to do it with an open hand. Mm. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't love that. I haven't changed my opinion. Uh, You haven't? No. Not at all. You think it's good to slap a woman? No, I don't think it's good. You don't think think it's bad? I don't think it's that bad. I think that it depends entirely on the circumstances and if it merits it. Yeah. What would merit it? Well, if you have tried everything else... And women are pretty good at this. They, they can't leave it alone. Yeah? They don't they want to have the, the, the last word, and you give them the last, last word, but they're not happy with the last word. They want to say it again and, and get into a really provocative situation. Then I think it's absolutely right. Yikes. <laughs> that is not good. Uh, that's, not, that's not good. What, Chris? Chris just said his wife he was married to for 32 years. So so she didn't ever, like, file charges or something? She didn't complain or anything? Well, she probably wasn't allowed. She was probably afraid she was going to get hit. That's, that's, not, that's not good. Okay, so he had a great line in Untouchables. Probably not, probably not the route you want to go. Keep your hands to yourself, fellas. What, Chris? Chris said, I'm, I, I just meant, no, I'm not forgetting The Rock. I'm not forgetting him as James Bond. Even that little great bit role he did in the uh, Robin Hood movie, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. That movie is a great movie. Do you, ever, you never saw Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves? Do, do you, bet, you have seen it, right? Yes, it's the one where Alan Rickman is the sheriff. Oh, that was so good. Alan Rickman, he should have played every bad guy in every movie ever. Between that one and his performance as the bad guy in Die Hard, you know Alan Rickman's the one who made Die Hard, right? And I'm a Bruce Willis fan. I'm a Bruce Willis fan, always have been, always will be. Rock solid conservative, by the way. He just won't say anything. I'm a Bruce Willis fan. Alan Rickman made Die Hard. Remember this, whether it's a book or a movie, or politics, the bad guy is the one who makes the story. The bad guy 
is the one who makes the story. A great bad guy produces a great story. That's a fact. Why do I say all the time, I miss the Clintons? I mean, the Clintons are detestable, right? Just detestable. There's nothing great about the Clintons. What, what would you miss about the Clintons? They were great bad guys. Just open, openly dirty and corrupt. They left politics, quote, left politics, and started the Clinton Foundation that didn't do anything but take money from foreign powers while Hillary Clinton was Secretary of State. How is that even legal? They took money from foreign powers powers while Hillary Clinton was Secretary of State and spent it on virtually nothing except for private planes and luxury hotels. They just bought a big slush fund for foreign companies, for foreign countries. I mean, who's dirtier than that? That's a great bad guy. These bad guys now, they're just communists. They have, no, they have no pizzazz. I need Clinton pizzazz. What, Chris? I can want a better bad guy. I can want a better bad guy than we have now. Joe Biden? Joe Biden? Do you have any Joe Biden audio? I mean, pull up some Joe Biden audio, Chris. You, I mean, seriously. We're not getting pizzazz out of this. He sucks. I mean, he's terrible. He's not a functioning adult. But there's no pizzazz. You can't even bring yourself to hate him. I'm sure you dislike him. I dislike him. But he's not. You can't create that kind of anger. You know what? Nancy Pelosi. That's a great bad guy. Just a, ah, I'm Corella DeVille. I'm the worst human being. I, I, yeah. You don't hate Joe Biden. Oh, shoot. I forgot to answer the question. Dang it. All right. I'm going to answer it when we get back. Hang on. Your daughter doesn't want to talk about why her room is a horrible mess. Your son doesn't want to talk about why he's wearing mismatching socks. Your spouse doesn't want to talk about their bad haircut. Families don't have to talk about everything, but they should talk to plan for an emergency. Pack basic supplies in a go bag, water, canned food, flashlights, batteries, medical supplies, IDs, and some cash. Talk about where you'll meet in case you lose one another. And of course, don't forget to pack the dog treats. Talk to your family and make an emergency plan. Go to nyc.gov slash readyny or call 311 to make your family's emergency plan. Brought to you by New York City Emergency Management and the Ad Council. If you missed any part of the Jesse Kelly show, including our opening, we had a story about communism, a communist revolution, and then a communist revolution against the communist revolution. There was a bunch of communists talk today, and some people died and starved to death. Yeah, it's a communist story. 
You can catch the whole show podcasted on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. Chris, do we have new reviews on iTunes? Oh, you know we do. On iTunes, leave a five-star rating. Leave a review talking about how handsome I am. Carol Roth, former investment banker, host of the Roth Effect podcast. She's one of, obviously, the show favorites. Everybody knows Carol. She's coming up in about 30 minutes. We're going to talk about inflation, all these confusing things, stagflation and inflation and Dogecoin and what do do all these weird things mean? Carol will make us smarter. Hang on. Jesse Kelly returns next. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, 877-377-4373, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Let me read the email again because it's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. I forgot to answer the question last segment when I was supposed to. I got a little distracted with other stuff. Dr. Jesse, sir, my family and I live in a high-taxed northeastern state which was under lockdown for well over a year. Schools closed, businesses shuttered. My family has been here since before the Civil War. My wife's family has been here in a contiguous state since the 1890s. We are debating whether to eventually leave for a state with more freedom and opportunity for our children where we have common values. We do not believe we can convince our extended families to join. Do we leave and be far away from extended family or stay and make the best of it? Curious your perspective. Why would you stay anywhere where you have to make the best of it? My, now I will admit, I have extended family I love. We've never been super close with our extended family. So it's not, you know, every weekend get together, but I've extended family I love. We get together as cousins and stuff all the time when I lived in Ohio as a kid, then we moved away. So I'm a little more, I'm a little different. My obligation is to my kids first. And I think that Civil War stuff, you know, that family history in an area, because I'm probably probably because I'm such a history geek, I think that stuff is really, really cool. I think it's very cool. I, I don't discount that at all. And I don't discount extended family. I think that's cool as well. But I'm not living under this kind of garbage. I'm not living in a state that will purposely destroy businesses and things like that. I'm not living in a state that teaches critical race theory in schools. I'm not living like that. My kids aren't living like that. And Cousin Bob, 
You can come along or not come along. I'm sorry, Aunt Flossie. We're leaving. I'll see you in Texas if you would like to see me again. In my mind, and I'm not in your personal situation, in my mind, that's a no-brainer. I'd tell them I'm leaving. I'd tell them why I'm leaving. I'd tell them they're welcome to come visit at Christmas time. Just don't stay at my house. Go get a hotel. That's, that's what I'd tell them. Hi, Bandito brother. I'm all in on balkanization. Decided to leave New York City for Florida. I may have to t- I may have to take the wife and kids along. And he puts a he puts an upside down smiley a frown, he puts a frowny face on it. That's hilarious. Job hunting right now, but the offers and salaries are very humble to my New York accustomed taste. I know that life is not as expensive down there, but realistically, how much less can I make in Florida and still have a comfy life? Well, let me explain this to you, and this is going to shock you. <clears throat> Couple quick stories here. I have a neighbor friend of mine. He's an insurance dude. He runs a, a bunch of different insurance you know, agencies. Pretty Doing real well. At one point in his career, his insurance company was moving him from Texas to St. Louis. Do you know what kind of a raise they gave him to take care of the cost of living and everything else? You know what kind of a raise? Guess the percentage, Chris, on the raise. Chris guessed 10%, 40%. They gave him a 40% increase in salary so he could duplicate his Texas standard of living to St. Louis. I have, because of my career, I have had different opportunities or potential opportunities to move from Texas to New York City. Pause on that for a second. I'll come back to that. I have, at one point, moved from Arizona to Washington, D.C. I have told this story before. When I got done running for Congress, you know, I ran for Congress twice in Arizona. When I got done the second time, losing a second time, not to brag, but when I got done a second time, a political group in D.C. wanted me to move back there and become their director of development. You're the guy going back there to raise money for them and whatnot. I agreed. You know what they offered me to come do that for them? And I had a wife, two kids. $75,000 a year. Now, I'd never made $75,000 a year in my lifetime. My jaw hit the floor. I was doing backflips. I, I, I mean, I'm, dude, I grew up in construction. $75,000 a year? I'm rich. I'm, honey, I've, let's go buy gold. I, you know, I, was, I was in that frame of mind. We moved back to Washington, D.C. And again, I'm living a a simple life. I don't have expensive vices, uh, jewelry and cars and and cocaine. I don't do any of those things. $75,000 a year, we weren't making ends meet. This is a simple family, a simple life. $75,000 a year, we were probably at the poverty line or above it, not making ends meet. The difference in standard of living is so drastic, I don't know that I can put it into words for you. I have another friend of mine. Actually, you know what? Forget about that. I'll tell you another one about me. Because uh, I do radio and TV, I've had opportunities and potential opportunities. There's always an opportunity for me to move to New York City. Always. Because that's where media is and there are a bunch of opportunities up there. There's always an opportunity. 
the way I had it figured, because I went looking at, you know, I'm looking at my house I have now and my pickup and, and, and the, the groceries, and I started down, I started sitting down and doing some numbers. I would have to make in order to directly duplicate my Texas standard of living. I'm talking the house I have and the burbs and, and, and you know, I, I get to eat red lobster whenever I want and, and things like that. In order to duplicate that standard of living, moving from Texas to New York, it's not 20, 30, 40 percent. I would have to make roughly five times what I make right now. It's that drastic. So I don't know your situation. It's not my business. You didn't put it in the email. If you're a dude, if you're making $200,000 a year right now in New York City, and the best you can find is a $110,000 a year job in Florida, pack up your stuff and go enjoy the sunshine, Jack. You'll be just fine. It's more drastic than you can possibly imagine. And it's not even just the taxes, man. It's not even just the cost of goods and services. It's all the 8 trillion little mini costs they get you here and a tax on this and a tax on that. and a, They just pillage you. Yeah, Chris pointed out soda, a soda tax. That your dollar goes so much further in other places. Go. Get out. Trust me on that. Dr. J. Steele Kelly. But what, Chris? Sorry you don't have a nickname you gave yourself that's also a middle name. The all-knowing Oracle. I've recently been watching some videos on Navy Cross and Medal of Honor recipients. And often they are young men around my age who have given their lives for me. When I watch these videos and hear these stories, I feel guilty that I get to live a comfortable life and have not joined our military and contributed to the defense of freedoms we all enjoy in America. Is this guilt a normal feeling to have? And what can I do in my own life to make sure their service to me is not done in vain? Thank you for the wonderful show. Stay handsome. His name's Tyler. He says I can read his name. One, feeling some level of guilt for not having served in the military is perfectly natural for a guy. It's the most natural thing in the world for a guy. I, I see this. I can't count how many times I've seen this in my life. And I don't, because I don't look at the world that way. I never feel that way towards somebody who hasn't served just because I, just because I did. I mean, it doesn't, I don't look at them as lesser or less of a man or it just does not, I don't look at the world that way. But when they talk to me, it's, I mean, I never served. So you can tell it's, it's something that grades on them. What can you do? Well, I'll explain what you can do next. Hang on. Is he smarter than everyone? Who knows? Does he think so? Yeah. The Jesse Kelly Show. You know what I can't stand? I'll tell you what I can't stand. When I go on a used car lot or something like that, you know I'm shopping for a car right now, and I hear from the salesman, you have to buy now. I actually got that yesterday. As you know, I'm out there car shopping. You have to buy now. I said, buddy, I used to be a sales manager. Just just don't with that. So it pains me to say this, 
but I'm about to say those words to you. If you want three Eden Pure Thunderstorms like I have, you actually do have to buy now. Because the Eden Pure Thunderstorm three-pack deal was only good for this week, and it's Friday. So if that, just if that's something you want, you can save $200 on an Eden Pure Thunderstorm three-pack. Go to EdenPureDeals.com and use the code JESSE3. That's JESSE and the number three, EdenPureDeals.com. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. With me, Jesse, the Oracle Kelly, the Shogun, Chris, Jesse Steele, Kelly, Sombrero, Jesse. There are so many by this point in time. I keep forgetting to go by my name, Jay, my new name, Jay Steele Kelly, with the nickname, the middle name I gave myself. But I need to start going with that more often because it's so applicable. But the question from a listener was this here on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Guilt about not joining the military. I don't know that I've ever met a guy who didn't have it. I don't think you should have it. I don't think you should at all. I, however, do understand why it's natural. A man is made. Part of the reason you're made is to defend. You are, that's why your shoulders are bigger than women's. That's why you have more muscle mass, more lung capacity. That's why you're, that's why you're physically stronger. Men were created to defend. Part of your guilt for not having served is your love for your country. That's a credit to you. You love it, so you feel like you should defend it. You don't have to feel guilty, though. There are a million and one ways to serve, and I'll tell you this, and I really genuinely mean this. It's going to sound ridiculous, but I mean this all the way. One of the best ways you can serve your country now Get married and have kids and raise them up to love America. What we're missing right now is a generation, generations of people who love and appreciate the country. That may not sound like dying on a hill in Vietnam somewhere, and it's not. It's a different type of service. Man, is it critical. If we don't change the mentality of future generations, change it from where it's going now, this America sucks mentality, None of the rest of this matters. It's all for naught. You can argue about taxes and spending and uh, abortion and, and guns and all these other things. None of that matters unless we start raising up generations of people who love this country. You cannot have a country that will survive if it's occupied by people who hate it and want it brought down. You cannot. Patriotism is not a hokey thing people talk about on the 4th of July. It is a necessary ingredient for a nation to continue on. If you do not have it, and we are severely lacking it right now in this country, you simply will not survive. Because you, as a man, as a woman, you don't wake up every day and feel an obligation to serve your country, to do what's best for your country. You don't feel like you have a duty to your country if you hate it. If you love it, you have a duty to it. You Feed your kids. You take care of your husband. You take care of your wife. Why? 
Why do you do that? Because you feel like you have a duty to that. You, have, you feel like you have a duty to your wife, your husband, your kids. But why do you feel like you have a duty? Where where's that duty come from? It comes from love. You love them. So that creates a sense of obligation in you towards them. I don't feed my kids just because they're human beings and I'm human beings and I'm a human being and they're kids. I feed them because I feel obligated to feed them. I feel obligated to feed them because I love them. That's how you can serve your country. Chalupa Sombrero Shogun. My research shows that China has at least 350 nuclear warheads, 66 ICBMs, and 20 to 30 sub-launchable missiles for carrying newts. China's virus lab's only purpose is to create superbugs that kill people. There can be no other conclusion. Now I ask you, why in the world is the U.S. giving an offensive nuclear power even one red cent for superbug research? Well, because... The bureaucracy and the corporations of America sold out for a dollar a long time ago. I remember, I forget who the guest is, but I had a guest on a China uh, expert a long time ago. And this is going to hurt to hear, right? I'll tell you what, it hurt me to hear. But this guy's forgotten more about China. He said, do you know what they think about us in the East? You know what they think about Americans in the East? They think we're cheap. Meaning they think we will sell out for just a buck. It was, they talk about how easy it was to come on over here and just offer some cheap goods and offer this corporation, hey, we'll give you some tax breaks and I uh, will do this. And without a second thought, these corporations, in, in the thought of making a buck with no thought of their country, sold out in a heartbeat. The truth is, Chinese influence is so deeply rooted in this country, I actually worry about what it will take to root it out. Once those roots get deep enough, it can start getting real painful, Jack, getting them out of there. Real painful. Dear Dr. J, Oracle Shogun, El Gran Sombrero, Most Handsome Grunt Steel Kelly. What, Chris? For the Republic of Jesse voter qualification. A poll tax could end up uh, end up with politicians buying voters. Property requirements could end up with politicians buying voters with crap tons of property. How about zero income exclusions? You cannot vote if you get over a predetermined amount of money from the government, ideally zero entitlements. Or would you go with Robert Heinlein's requirement in Starship Troopers, you have to be an honorably discharged military veteran? Would the veteran requirement open up voting for women? Well, we can't have that. I like combining both veteran and zero entitlement requirements, even though my monthly military retirement check would exclude me. You can use my name. Screw anonymity. I love your show, and the merch looks great. His name is Patrick McGregor, U.S. Navy, retired. One. I am for whatever reduces the number of voters. The most overrated, pathetic GOP thing I see out there is joining in with the Democrats in their get-out-the-vote efforts. Every election season, you will hear right here on the Jesse Kelly Show, we are going to launch a national campaign every year, a don't-go-vote effort. Stay home. Sit at home. You know why? Because if 
I can convince you to sit at home on election day. You're somebody who shouldn't have been voting anyway. Don't get out and vote. We don't need more voters. You get more of anything, the quality goes down. Why do you think buffet food sucks and steakhouse food is fantastic? Because one is made with individual care and the other's made a thousand plates at a time. Why do you think wedding food sucks? Banquet food sucks because that plate of chicken was duplicated 500 times. Quality goes down when quantity goes up. It is unavoidable in this lifetime. It's no different for voters. Why do you think voters want, why do you think Democrats want everybody to vote? 16-year-olds, everybody. Because they know the more you water down and make the voters idiots, the better that is for Democrats. I'm fine with a poll tax. I'm fine with property tax requirements. I'm fine with an IQ test. I'm fine with a credit score check. I'm fine with a lot of things. Just do whatever you have to do to create some qualifications before you walk in and vote for who leads the most powerful country on the planet. I'm sorry I'm getting upset, but it is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Ah, every adult gets a vote. That The founders would have vomited in their gross wooden shoes if you had told them we would allow every adult over 18 to vote. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. We're just going to leave the fate of the greatest nation on earth to any moron who managed to turn 18? That's enough of an accomplishment to vote? You shouldn't vote. You're probably an idiot. Stay home. And if I can't convince you to stay home, if you're that passionate about politics, then you're the type of person who should vote. Now I'm upset. I got to calm down. We're going to get Carol Roth on next to talk to us about Dogecoin, whatever that is. Hang on. Aren't you tired of companies that hate this country? How many times have you heard me sit behind this microphone and say things like, let's be more purposeful with where we spend and don't spend our money? I'm tired of it. So when I tell you to go to Northwest Retention Systems for your holster, for your mag holder, I want you to understand, not only is it a company of patriots, it's all made in America. Made in America. And you'll see that on their 1776 holsters, their their join or die holster. That's the one I have. They even have a Donald Trump holster. It's awesome. Go check out nwretention.com for the highest quality custom-made gear and a company that will never apologize for this country. nwretention.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE at checkout. That gets you 10% off. The Jesse Kelly Show is one of my favorite people on the planet, Carol Roth. She's the author of The War on Small Business, which I would highly recommend. Also host of the Roth Effect podcast, so on and so forth. She does about a thousand things. Carol, let's start with The War on Small Business first. 
Why did the system declare war on small business? It was very clearly intentional. You know, please buy all your stuff at Amazon. Sorry, Ma and Pa, you have to close. But why? <laughs> right. So, you know, we obviously saw this huge battle last year where there were the government was picking winners and losers and deciding which businesses were essential and which were non-essential. So if you had a small business, you might have to close, even though somebody doing generally the same thing three doors down that was a big business could stay open. But this has really been going on for decades. Uh, you know, this is a, a big battle of decentralization versus central planning. And as you have been talking about and pounding the table on, we have exported capitalism and we have imported central planning, which is a bad trade-off for us. And how does central planning thrive? Well, it, it thrives via a consolidation of power. So if you think about small business, it is the ultimate decentralization, is the ultimate decoupling of power. Before COVID, and we don't know what the full fallout is yet, but we had 30.2 million small businesses. Very difficult to get those all together, to push them around, to get them to donate to one particular politician. But if you have 10,000 big businesses and fewer small businesses, it's much easier to consolidate that power. So that had been going on kind of quietly, and then this opportunity presented itself last year, and they just jumped, pounced on that opportunity to the detriment of small business and to everybody's economic freedom. Carol, why, if you're a huge business, whatever, fill in, fill in make a corporation <laughs> that you have on your mind right now, if you're a huge business, what does it benefit you to become a lapdog of the Democrats over Republicans? And I'm very much thinking of, you know, our titans of industry of the past, you know, the Rockefellers, Vanderbilts, those types. They weren't the same. Why? What changed? So I think at this point, businesses have become political animals, and they realize that whoever they align themselves with, as long as it's to their benefit, um, they're going to do that. And so you've seen, whether it's Wall Street giving to Biden or Tim Cook spending time with Trump, they're going to hedge their bets, and they're going to give to both parties, and they're going to do whatever it is to kind of stay out of the fray so that when they get this legislation past and all these things that are anti-competitive, they end up getting bigger and the small businesses get smaller. We saw this coming out of the financial crisis when you had these bad actors that were deemed too big to fail versus small businesses this time around, which were too small to matter. But the legislation that came out of bailing out the banks and the ones where we're supposed to slap the big banks on the wrist, what it did was it actually cut down the number of small banks and it cut down lending to small businesses. So the legislation that was supposed to punish the big banks made them stronger, and now we have fewer small banks, fewer community banks, and less lending to small business. Where does this end, Carol? Is there a reverse to this trend? Obviously, small business, as you wrote in your book, small business has been absolutely kneecapped, but, you know, pendulums swing. Does this stop and swing the other way, or are we still nosediving? <laughs> 
we are definitely on a trajectory of nosediving and consolidation of power. You saw it in the you know the market last year, where seven companies gained three point four trillion dollars in value, where while many small businesses either went out of business or, or fought to survive. There's a lot of pushback right now, and this is going to be the epic battle for the rest of the the decade here of decentralization versus centralization. Whether it's cryptocurrency, whether it's the gig economy, whether it's small business. These are all decentralized pushbacks against uh, the establishment. And so to the extent that we can thwart legislation that makes it impossible for any of these things to exist, things like the PRO Act, things like raising the federal minimum wage, um, and, you know, whatever other insanity that they end up coming along with, even even things like just raising the tax rate is going to impact 1.4 million small businesses that file a C-Corps. So if we can stop that insanity, we have an opportunity to, to do this decentralized push. Um, but if we don't and we let these things fall. These are the kinds of things that are very difficult to undo once they, you know, we kind of get in the system. And then I think we're going into free fall. Joe, how do you like your eggs? <laughs> I like them all different ways, but I'm a big fan of the scramble. I'm a big fan. I had actually a frittata for breakfast oh, this morning. Gosh. Very, oh, gosh. Oh, very delicious. Oh. Frittata is so not, that's such a chick thing to like <laughs> in, in, in a scramble. I know, I know you. I know you're surprised by this, Jesse, because people forget this about me. I actually am a chick. I know I'm like, kind of like a dude in a dress, but, but actually, <laughs> and, and people always forget this about me because of who I am, but, but at my core, you know, I got a, I got a Hello Kitty bag, oh. I've got, you know, a, a little rainbow oh. sprinkles notebook, and I, and I eat a frittata from time to time, oh. but, you know, I also had a, a, a giant burger with bacon jam on it last night, so, you know, it all balances out this, in the wash. This is ruining my image of Carol Roth. <laughs> Carol, what's what's in the scramble? Describe your perfect scramble. Oh my! Well, it just kind of depends on the day, but obviously bacon needs to be there, mm-hmm. right? No question. And um, lots of cheese, and it kind of again depends on the day. Um, you know, it could be uh, something nice and melty, like a gouda or a fontina, Ooh. or even a processed yes. cheese. You know, processed cheese is God's food, and uh, honestly, the best cheese on the planet. So if I could get that and incorporate that somewhere, and then you know, it kind of depends. You know, maybe some tomatoes for some lycopene, and you know, some other stuff. But you know, bacon's definitely a good starter. Well, I don't know what that Lyco word means, but the rest of that stuff sounded very good. <laughs> Carol, Carol, what's Dogecoin? <laughs> um, so, so we have to take a step back and, and talk about these cryptocurrencies, which are digital assets uh, that people have come together kind of like any other asset and decided they had value. And Dogecoin was started as a joke. It's a bunch of people on the Internet playing around together and decided to be funny to make up their own currency. And, you know, kind of like Chuck E. Cheese does, right? Chuck E. Cheese got a, a currency with a mouse on it. Well, this is a digital one, and it's got a dog's picture on it. And it started as a joke. And then everyone kind of got together and said, well, what if this wasn't a joke? And we just kind of got other people in on it. And supply and demand took off, and <laughs> it started to have some real value. Now, that doesn't mean the value is sustainable. Uh, but, you know, this is where we are in our lives here in 2021, that we now have a digital currency that started as a joke that is uh, quite valuable. Okay. Is this something I, – I, I know you don't hand out investment advice. Is this something <laughs> – is this something the uh, 
uh, uh, savvy Carol Roth has dabbled in. I'm sure that you haven't sold your life savings and bought Dogecoin, but is this something people, <laughs> like normal people, should consider? So what I would say is that anything that has to do with cryptocurrency is what I would consider an alternative asset, and that if you are at the point in your portfolio where you're well diversified and you have a small slice of what we call play money, you know, kind of same kind of thing that you might take to Vegas and you're okay with losing it all, um, that it's okay to put a, you know a small portion in these these kind of flyers as we we refer to them. Um, the way that I have played it thus far is if you think about the actual gold rush that happened back in the day, instead of being the miner, you want to be the guy who sells the picks and the shovels because it doesn't matter which miner strikes gold, you're selling to to all of them. So I like the services play. I like the, the exchanges where these are traded because it doesn't matter which one wins, they're still getting the fees. So that that's how we've invested in. But we have been looking um, more at a couple of them, um, particularly Ethereum, which has some functionality behind it as well. It's not just this quote-unquote currency, but there's sort of this, these smart contracts that it can enable. Um, but not but not in any meaningful way. <laughs> Cheryl Roth, ladies and gentlemen, did I not tell you she's the sharpest person we have? Buy her book, The War on Small Business. Thank you, Carol. You're the best. Thanks, Jesse. More me next. <laughs> Missed out? Catch up. JesseKellyShow.com you know Jake's Mint Chew, what it, did, what it did for me was this. I don't like saying that dipping became part of my routine because it sounds gross, but it absolutely became part of my routine. Honestly, and if look, people who don't dip or don't smoke don't realize this, it's as part of your routine as eating or sleeping or drinking. It just is. It's just what I did. Oh, eat breakfast? Okay, breakfast is done. I think I'll throw a dip in. Oh, lunch is done. I think I'll throw a dip in. Oh, okay, I had a, had a couple beers tonight. I think I'll throw a dip in. It just becomes what you do. Jake's Mint Chew allows you to keep doing it, but it's tobacco-free and nicotine-free, and it will get you off the bad stuff. It does work. Go to jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. Use the promo code JESSE at checkout. That gets you 20% off. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, 877-377-4373. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. One more time. I will be in the chair on Monday doing a radio show. I understand most people take it off. You're probably taking off. I feel an obligation to do a remembrance show that day to honor the fallen. We will have a history story that does that. We will have at least three guests that come on and talk about stories like that. We will read the names you email me if you have somebody from your life you want honored. Email the subject line Memorial Day to jesse at jessekellyshow.com and I will read the names I get 
on the air as we honor those. Jewish producer Chris is so embarrassing. He's all the, he's all the stereotypes. He was just saying, I hate bars. And I said, well, I mean, I hate bars too. Dude. I'm 39. Bars are for single people. For the most part, I'm not trying to be old fogey. You know, I'd love a good beachside bar on a vacation as much as the next band or or a cool sports bar during a big game. Don't make me out to be old fogey, Jesse, okay? I've been in more bars than you've been in. But I was like, yeah, I hate bars too. I was too old for that. They're for single people. And he says, no, beers are like $7. The prices are way better at the grocery store. You're so embarrassing, Chris. You're so cheap. And then he says, I'm sorry for being economical. No, you're cheap. You're a cheap person. That's why I told you when you wanted a menorah in the studio and I said, get one, you made one out of wood you found on the side of the road instead of going to buy one. What is wrong with you? What is – anyway, you know, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not wasting this on Chris. <sighs> Dr. Handsome Steel, how do you like your eggs? All right. I like my eggs every different way. Every different way. I like them scrambled. I like them just scrambled with cheese. I like them scrambled with sausage and cheese. I like them scrambled with sausage jalapenos and cheese. I like them scrambled with sausage jalapenos and cheese and chipotle Tabasco in them. I like them over easy. I like an egg's nest, although I know everybody has a different word for that, where you have the toast you drop in and the hole in it and you drop the over easy egg. and They're phenomenal. I have this other dish I've done before. It's a pretty high-end dish. I don't want to. I don't want to brag or anything like that. But I make hash browns, and I mix up hash. I mix up uh, diced jalapenos in my hash browns, and then I drop the hash browns in a bowl and dump cheese on it. And then I make two over easy eggs, and I drop them on top of that, and I mash it all up into a yolky, eggy, cheesy, glorious thing with some buttered toast. If it sounds like I'm getting hungry, that's because I am. I'm an egg freak. I even have an egg dish that I call Eggs Like Dad Makes because it was never given another name in my house. It was just the way my dad made eggs. You know what he did? He took like a fourth of a stick of butter, and I'm not even exaggerating, and he would drop it in a bowl, like a cereal bowl, and he'd put it in the microwave and nuke it so it's all melted in there. Then he would just simply take a piece of bread and toast it. He'd pull the bread out. Tear the bread up into little chunks with his hand in the buttery bowl. And then he would not hard boil. He would soft boil three eggs, pull them out, peel the, the, the shell off, drop them in the bowl, and then you chop them up. And because they're soft boiled, the yolk's everywhere. And then you drown that in salt and pepper. It's just a big, salty, eggy, yolky. Th- it's just the best thing ever. They're called eggs like Dad makes as far as I'm concerned. If it sounds like I'm excited, it's because I am. I love eggs. I've told my sons already because, as you know, my sons are getting kicked out of the house the second they graduate high school. Go be poor. Go fly, little birdie. Get a bad apartment with an idiot roommate on the bad part of town and go learn how to live. I've taught you how to be a man for 18 years. Go fly, fly. And I've told them, learn to love eggs because when you're poor – I mean, there were a lot of times I would eat eggs all three meals a day. Eggs and bread are cheap. Eggs, bread, and butter, you can eat a lot of meals a lot of different ways on eggs, bread, and butter at virtually no cost. And on top of all this, I don't care what your stupid idiot scientists and doctors tell you. Eggs are outstanding for you. 
They're outstanding. They're loaded with protein and nutrients. Eggs are wonderful for you. Gosh, I just really got into that just now. Dear handsomest emperor of Jesse Stan, the great oracle, the shogun. What, Chris? Why can't, why can't I call it Jesse Stan? All the stands are Russian? Oh, man, they are all Russian, aren't they? Well, hold up, Jack. Afghanistan ain't Russian. Very much not so. They were purged from... Anyway, back to this. The way you like to emphasize that you know you're a bad person is seriously so relieving, as weird as that is to say. I think it's half the reason you tell history so gosh darn well. I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. I, I just, I know that I'm a bad human being, and I don't just mean mistakes. Like, I've made bad choices, lots of them in my life. So when I read history, I don't read it in a judgmental way. I don't. Now, obviously, there are people we're going to judge, like disgusting communists and stuff like that. There, we're, there are people we're going to judge here. The Aztecs. Okay, you're, you're cutting out the heart of kids. You're not a good person. But for the most part, it does help tell a story when you don't feel like you're above the people you're talking about. Hang on. No word in English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, we'll probably stay together. Probably? <laughs> it's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Remember, if you missed any part of the show, including communists, we had a long history talk about communists at the beginning. You can catch the whole show on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. I'll be in the chair Monday. In case you're not, in case you don't listen in, listen to me. Listen well. The men who died for this country. They would want you to have that hot dog and spend time with your family and tip back a beer. Just make sure you take a moment, say a prayer for their families, explain to everyone what the day's about, and then you go back to having fun. That's awesome. That's how you honor them. And the day I check out, you better do the same thing. Have a daggone blast on my behalf. That's Memorial Day. We will honor the fallen on Monday. That's all.
Jesse Kelly Show. You don't have to dip forever. You know that, right? You don't have to smoke forever. And the reason I say it like that is I have been that guy. I, I've been that guy. I dipped for so long. And what would happen is I would decide I'm going to quit. Oh, that's bad for me. I'm going to quit. I'm a man. I don't need any help. I'm just going to quit cold turkey. And I would fail time and time and time again. I tried things like the patch. That didn't work. Gum, sunflower seeds. I, I tried it all. It's just a matter of finding the right thing to help you quit. That's Jake's Mint Chew. Go, put in your dip. Just make sure it's Jake's Mint Chew. It's tobacco-free. It's nicotine-free. It's even sugar-free. And I highly recommend, just a personal choice, I highly recommend their CBD pouches because it really helps take that extra edge off. Get a jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE at checkout. When you do that, you get 10% off. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that. Free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, and 15 gigs of data and a mobile hotspot. Just go to puretalk.com slash jesse and claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Again, go to puretalk.com slash jesse to switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation made a promise to ensure we never forget. Since then, it's been committed to supporting America's heroes and their families. Heroes like U.S. Army Specialist Michael Hook. Hook was killed in Iraq when his helicopter was shot down. He had enlisted in the military after graduating high school. He left behind a pregnant fiance who gave birth to a son he would never meet. Thanks to the generosity of friends like you, Tunnel to Towers paid off the mortgage on his family's home, relieving a financial burden and bringing stability. The foundation helps gold star and fallen first responder families, as well as our nation's most catastrophically injured heroes and homeless veterans. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. 95 cents of every dollar you give goes directly to its programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. Never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices our heroes have made for us. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.